Like, do any staff? No, no, no one has a penalty. Keep that one. <laughs> All right, boys. You already kicked this thing off. Let's get to it. All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Brain Jiu-Jitsu with the Brain Jiu-Jitsu crew. Rico, James, Sean, Ryan, Arlen, Steve. Yeah, we got uh, – Rico actually pointed it out. We got uh, six months, man. Six months. It's huge. It's Crazy. massive. Six months? Six Dang. months. We've been six months. Six yeah. months, guy. It's impressive, man. So it's been uh, – no, it's been been obviously a lot of fun. But, in fact, six months passes by really fast, eh? And I uh, can't wait. Look, I was telling you boys, looking at some spaces already and I uh, want to formalize a little bit more and uh, make it a little bit more professional. Trying out some new mics today, so we'll see if this works. Maybe you'll hear the new sound, maybe you won't, who knows, but uh, we'll see how this works today. But in any case, this week's episode of Brain Jiu-Jitsu is brought to you by Josh. Josh's Sellers. My father's name was Joseph, as is mine, but his friends, they just called him Josh. This Vin de Garage is a wine dedicated to my dad, a Cabernet Sauvignon that offers ripe, Black currant flavors in deep, dark fruit. Bold and expressive, but approachable. It reminds me of someone that I knew. It's for my friends, my family, and the man that I call dad. I love it, man. Josh, good pick, by the way. Yep, good story. Thank you. thank you. We'll crack into that one. Looking forward to that. Yep. Do, do the honors, man. There you go. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by Aura Ring. We all wear the Aura Ring because we care about our sleep. And if you care about your sleep, go to AuraRing.com slash R-R-X, all lowercase. That's Aura, O-U-R-A-R-I-N-G dot com slash R-R-X. And uh, as usual, every single week we have a competition. A competition to see who can get the best sleep score. And again, we track this through our app where it measures our REM sleep, our... Uh, it's butchering the bottle. It's butchering the bottle. Uh, I'm all kind of... <laughs> you got to take the foil It's too late. It's, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Go, go, go. And uh, yeah, so every single week we measure our sleep, our REM sleep, our deep sleep, our latency. And uh, again, we have a competition. And this week we had, uh, again, three-time champion over here. This guy's unbelievable. What is it? Five to five wins for you. Four, one, one, one. Four, one for me. One for James, one for Arlen. This week? No, I didn't. No, I'm not even in the competition. I I want to say fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, so you want five, one, one. That's it. You you killed it, man. So I'd like to have no ambition. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I uh, again, man, like this oh, guy. It, it, this whole competition is revealing who is a good loser and who is a good winner. And this man is a terrible winner, the worst winner, man. Well, I'm not a very good loser either. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, it compounds it too, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you guys are just being dicks. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> You haven't seen anything yet. I haven't, I haven't been acting like uh, an ungrateful winner. Get out of here. Do you want me to pull up these text messages? You could do worse than you're doing right now? Oh, oh my God, not man. Good. I feel it's just like this passive kind of sarcasm. <laughs> it is. It's just so fucking. I'm pushing you to sleep better, man. Where is it? Pick it up. Where is it? I'm going to pull this up because it was, it was that comment where Arlen's like, get out of here, man. Yeah. What's your routine, uh, though? Yeah, share some yeah. share some yeah, strategies. This guy's this kind of pause in all kinds <laughs> of ways. He like, doesn't want to reveal his secrets. So Straight up. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to share anything. I do I... sprints, then I eat a heavy meal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. And a beer before bed, and it works every yep. time. Two glasses of wine. There it is. Don't be upset, guys. Be happy for me, and hope that one day you will find sleep solace. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm being extremely humble. The get worst was here. that day that he won, and he's like, man, I'm disappointed. I thought I could do better, but I just didn't sacrifice enough. I like, you know. won. Shut the fuck up already. <laughs> 
listen, if you guys have a whole bunch of friends and you guys are I'll dedicated to, to crown, bro. all right, take it easy, man. So if you guys are dedicated to your sleep and uh, you guys have some friends who are competitive, you guys might want to try this out as well. Pick up the aura ring. They'll send you a sizing kit. And by the way, if you use that, um, that website, you get $50 off the total price and uh, the free sizing kit. So again, that's AuraRing.com slash RRX. And uh, we got a new week, boys. So let's show this man up a little bit. All right. All right. Oh, well, one more little, little shout out here. I love this. Across the miles from Essex to Winnipeg. Hey, Ryan and family. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful day from the Saints. To my dearest brother, I hope you all have a blessed Christmas. Thank you for everything in 2019. Sending lots of Christmas wishes from across the pond. Big love, Saints. I love I love the fans who, who, who tune in to the show on a regular basis and uh, you know just send their messages. You know, getting that message from Australia this week, message obviously from a man, Saintsy, in England. It's just cool how the show is international. And the more we put this out there, the more we want to engage with you. So engage with us. Uh, connect with all of us online. Um, Arlen's on Twitter, at Arlen Gray. You can catch Steve, at Team Fitpack, on Instagram, myself, at Ryan Kelliger, and everything. And uh, you boys need to get on the social media game. Oh, you know, you're on Twitter. What's your Twitter? I don't know, guy. Sean Henry 204, maybe? 204 Sean Henry? I, uh, just you don't it. really want to follow me. Yeah, you, yeah, we do. We do want to follow you. <laughs> Be- yeah, that's right. You do. Follow, follow Enrico DiTomasis on LinkedIn. That's right. But you got to get a profile picture on there. You got the soccer ball right now. You got to get a picture of that beautiful mug on there. Yeah, yeah sorry. Stay, stay with the soccer ball. Yeah, probably. Probably safe bet. Probably safe bet. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. All right. Oh, so, uh, no, this Josh is money. Is it? Yo, this Josh is, is decent right <laughs> this here. This Josh is money. I'll taste it. Um, let's get into a quick highs and lows. Let's let's not spend too much time on it. Let's maybe dedicate like half an hour to it. But uh, highs and lows, boys. Let's hear about it over the past couple weeks. What do you guys got? Oh, mine's, mine's going to be longer than half an hour. Will it? Oh, boy. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, boys. Um, Yo, so my yo, my mine's actually easy. So okay, my good was the Start fact the that no, mm-hmm. no, because that's going to be the long one. So my good is the fact that sustainable healthcare launched. I launched it the way I wanted to. It's it's out there. If you're in Winnipeg, go check it out. If you're in the healthcare industry, go fill out a survey. Let's make Manitoba healthcare system better. And I'm just happy that it's out there now and that yeah. people are. So I got the first survey, like, I don't know, it was like last week sometime, and somebody actually like filled it out. And I was awesome. like, feels yeah, good. This is, this is dope. Like, yeah. I felt, I felt nice to that, that first totally survey, not. right? So you're choosed to taking action, man. Yes. Right? So cool. that that was good. That was that was nice. And then just all like the hustle moves that I've been making lately to try and make money, they've all been kind of coming together. So that's been great. Honestly, not a lot's been down. And this isn't even a big down, but I still, I, I got to mention it. When you gave me flack for that fucking cheating thing, I was all kinds of upset. I we was fucking tell. just oh, wow, That makes me shook. feel good. <laughs> I got eyes. I, 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 I wanted to reach through the phone and slap you with my dick. This okay. guy just fucking... Hey, let, let, let him know what you're talking about. Give me some context. I love the Yo. fact that I got under your skin like Yo, that. I was just like... What? Why? Yeah. I was like, why is this guy? Why is this guy so mad? Like, I was. Just I like, wasn't mad at all. I was good. I was so chilling. Like, no. This guy's giving me all kinds of flack right now, and like these guys dosed your shit last week, and they didn't even get that much flack. I'm, I'm receiving all this flack for what? Yeah, I'm just trying to make y'all okay. sleep better. But, but give people, give people the context so that they they know what you're well, talking okay, about. Okay, so I played a little practical joke on these guys. 
So, of course, Rico's winning like a motherfucker. Like, there's no stopping this guy. He's beasting everybody. It's like... On the sleep score. On the sleep score. The sleep score, he's, he's, he's shitting on people. It's, really it's not beasting anybody. You guys just suck. Well, call it what you want. I mean, see, this is poor winner. Poor, poor winner, winner, right? Poor, winner. Bring it out of me. poor fucking I'm winner. I'm with a 70. That's like a B minus, bro. <laughs> He's not wrong. Step it up. He's guys. not wrong. Step it up. But but so so uh, he he hit an eighty one day, and I, I just put a picture up of an eighty one, just some random sleep score from from the other day, and I'm like I'm like yo yo hold up a second, I won today or whatever, just bullshitting around because it was actually not so close. Fast. Yeah, yeah, not so fast because yeah. it was actually close, and I wanted these guys to maybe. Maybe make it close for once and see what happens or whatever. As I was explaining, and I was gonna just say fuck it, like, like, and 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 kind of say, yo, I'm just kidding, it wasn't me. But then these guys are like, oh, I'm gonna try harder. Oh, I'm gonna try harder. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll let him know on BJJ that I was just fucking around. And then the next day, he just annihilated everyone, and there was like no chance for anyone to win. And it was like, well, I might as well come clean now. There's nobody gonna catch him now. So I tell him. And jeez, did Gray ever give me flack for fucking cheating? <laughs> All kinds of fucking flack. I, I love just to shut his big black lips to get rid of <laughs> him out of the too. chat. He did too. Same flack I would give guy. anyone for cheating. It's I don't true. know why you can't take it. You cheated. I called you out on it. What do you want? I love it. it, it was, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Break it up before you <laughs> two go at it again. <laughs> we're, I don't understand. We're stoking the fire. I, so you the fire. I didn't even cheat for my own benefit. It's not that I benefited from cheating. That's my point. If you were cheating to help me, I would actually be more upset if I one and found out that you cheated that's all i'm saying it didn't benefit anyone there was no point i was calling you out that's it okay whatever anyway that was my fucking low it's about to get a lo- even lower the more i talk about it so i'm scared of myself i'm calling you out 10 days out of 10 days like all right Gary, what's your yeah, high, what, we'll what, go after dark on this yeah we will what's your high and low bro even keel for me. I got <laughs> nothing, man. Like that new high, I guess. I got under Sean's skin the way nice. he gets under mine. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Oh, ah, no, I can't really uh, divulge this one. I'll talk about it later because I That's actually sure. have to ask your opinion on something. But yeah, too personal, um, and it involves some other people that I, I'm curious to ask you mm-hmm. about. But um, I can think of a low, but it's not even that low. Uh, high was no, yeah, just a good week. I don't know. No real, no real lows. Fair it's enough. been, uh, it's been all right. I've been pretty productive at work. I've been feeling good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've been solo. So sometimes I find that, um, like when you're around other people, I get, I notice this at the gym too. You feed off of their energy, good and bad mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. So this week I was kind of looking forward to just being like, you know what? It's all on me. I'm looking forward to being alone right now. Cause I don't have that outside influence of the person that, or the people that I was working with, uh, affecting my productivity. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I capitalized on it. Sometimes I find that I'm dragging my feet, and the people around me bring my, bring me up. But this week it was all it was all on me, and I performed. So that's my high. Love it, man. Beautiful. What about you, boys? Uh, a lot of highs, I guess, over the last two weeks. Uh, we didn't mention any last week, but uh, um, leaving podcast twenty two talking about goals. So I ended that podcast saying that uh, my goals suck, right? And I've reflected on them, and it's, it's not that they suck. I think my goals are good, but they're not um, – the, the plan of attack isn't, isn't there, right? And uh, so kind of um, took some time, reflected on those, evaluated those, um, you know, my – what my intentions are and stuff like that. And uh, coming up with a good plan, and since then just been on my feet running. Like Love it, tons man. of progress the last two weeks. Tons. Very happy about that. 
Um, coaching's been amazing. Sick. I had uh, I'm doing uh, speed and agility uh, training with um, about forty young kids, and uh, so we're on week five now. And the improvements that I'm seeing are just like it is so awesome, awesome. Like it's fun, fun stuff. Just seeing kids like dominating uh, a speed ladder from never doing one before you know and it's just like seeing the progress and seeing the fun and then like really like i've been spending a lot of time with them teaching them about being resilient and like mentally strong cool. and like okay like i know this stuff is really hard but like it's not an excuse to to not try hard enough or you know you got to put in that effort and like seeing them and then yeah our last session is like all 40 kids just into it giving her mm. and like just the progress has been in just awesome, man. has been amazing. It's beautiful. So I guess those have been my highs. Uh, Great. Lows. Um, been having some difficulty with a very close friend of mine. Um, but uh, that's kind of getting better, I think. Mm. So there's some rough rough patches in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that kind of brought me down. For sure. But uh, yeah, it's definitely getting better, I think. And uh, hopefully it continues to improve. Nice, man. But uh, yeah, overall, great to hear. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. It's awesome too. I love the fact that, uh, again, our discussions aren't just for the sake of having discussion. Like every single time we walk away from here, we're always trying to improve somehow. And uh, I know it's funny. Sometimes I'm driving and I'll think about one of the conversations that we've, we've had or I'll take something and apply it to, to my day, to my week, to whatever it is I'm doing. That's the benefit of it, man. That's exactly why we're here. That's exactly why I'm here. I love it, man. It's beautiful. How about you boys? I didn't really have a low, but more so last week I uh, launched a grateful hoodies. Yeah, those look dope, man. So it was crazy because like uh, what I'll do is I, I was launching them at six PM on Friday. And so what I'll do is I'll launch the site and make everything available and then I'll test the site just to make sure, you know, everything goes through. And um, before I even launched it, like I started getting orders. Hmm. And then and then I launched it and then it was like order, 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 Sick. order. And then within thirty minutes, like half sold out. Cheers to that, baby. And then Cheers to that. And then I woke up. Hell yeah. Completely sold out. Hell yeah, man. Wow. Well Congrats, brother. So, yeah, That's I a always, damn good feeling. Yeah, man. I always get nervous. Um, so I'm not getting the hoodie? Yeah. It's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone. Literally, literally all gone. I felt bad because like people were like, hey, did you hold this for me? I'm like, honestly, like I had so many people messaging me. I'm like, it's good problem, I'm not man. holding no more. Yeah. Like you, you order. Yeah. It's fair game for everybody. Sick. But it's crazy. So I'm now just like getting Congrats, into Congrats, like, brother. I know that now well what my focus is going to be going into the new year and fucking crush it. You know what I mean? Well so, deserved, brother. Thanks, man. Yo, you got you got us covered though, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. You got a whole one. You got a whole one for me, right? That's a BJJ here. Yeah, I can't wait. Tell me what I owe, man. Tell me what I owe. Well, what are you calling? Yeah. How about you, man? I'm trying to think of... I had a low from last week that I was going to share anyways, but it slipped my mind. And... I always glass. feel like feel like I just don't. What's that? <laughs> Drop the glass. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, I, I have lows. I have lows. I'm normal. Like, you know what I mean? I <laughs> I'm normal. I'm normal. <laughs> no, like, I have lows, but I just don't remember them. I literally hit the delete button on them as soon as I possibly can. Like, that's, that's. I don't know. Yeah, that's if you don't make a note to kind of remember yeah. it, like I'm almost trying to make a note of them as yeah. it goes by. So like, if I. we would have had our little spat on Monday, I don't know if I would have remembered today. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. would. Maybe, maybe I would. <laughs> maybe I would. <laughs> if Fuck you didn't, he would. Huh? Honestly, didn't even cross my mind. Big lip, I, it doesn't bother me at all. There. Doesn't bother. It's just like, well, I didn't even remember the comment until you said it. Good chat. Had a great time. <laughs> James, back to you. Yeah, so I would say. <laughs> 
this uh, full circle here. Uh, so my high actually was um, I was listening to something uh, in a book, and it just said in the book it said you know uh, it's, it's always good to have a good close group of, of friends that uh, specifically the same sex that you can bounce off ideas and talk about and stuff like that. And uh, and so then it made me obviously think of uh, our group. And then same thing at my staff like year end party. Um, I was talking with one of my good, uh, he's actually my boss, but we're really close. And uh, she was saying, oh, I don't know how much he talks to you about his personal life because I always express, she's a psychotherapist. So she said, I always tell him that you need to start talking to your friends about your personal life. Meaning because he's very regimented in keeping work, work and, and family, family. So anyways, and then she said, yeah, she's like, if I encourage that because if I can, uh, you know, if he can find himself two, three people that he gets to bounce ideas off, it's so healthy for you to do it uh, like for your mental health. And uh, so then she said, yeah, I heard you guys were, I heard Melissa, like my wife, uh, I heard she was saying something about you guys started a group and you guys are talking and stuff. So explain what BJJ was all about. She's like, that's so awesome. She's like, so many people need, just need to do that, not necessarily be recorded and stuff, but she said just to like talk amongst totally. each other's you know, what are their good points, low points, all that kind of stuff. She's like, it's so, so important. And she's Love one that man. really focuses, obviously, uh, on mental health. Since it's Beautiful. Uh, so that was definitely my That's awesome. It made me think of all you guys. Those are awesome. six, six months. <laughs> cheers to that. Yeah, yeah cheers straight to up, man. Cheers to that. Right I remember our first episode. It does not feel that long. Ago. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Time flies. Time flies. No, that's awesome, man. I, I love to hear that stuff. And again, it's like one of the things that I hope that others will see is, you know, us kind of recording this and putting it out there that other people do the exact same thing and get together with their boys, with their girls, have a wine night, a reading night, whatever, right? And I think that uh, I think it's important that uh, people people do make time for that. Um, <clears throat> my lows. Um, it it always comes down to the same type of thing, man. It's just not. I've realized very quickly that when I'm not in like a constant attack, attack, attack mode, if I'm not feeling productive, if I'm not like running my day, then I get very down on myself, very down on myself. Um, you know, it's that high level of discipline that I, I crave now. If I don't get it, then it really brings me down. And there were some days where it was just, I allowed my day to get out of hand, where I started to take phone calls when I shouldn't have. I started to just do a lunch meeting when I shouldn't have. Uh, I did this, worked on this email when I shouldn't have, and I just completely threw the day to the wind, and I hated it. Jocko Willink always says, right, like, discipline equals freedom, and he's 100% correct. I feel free, I feel happy, I feel so content when I live my day extremely disciplined. When I get off that, then I get so upset. So that's that. My, my lows are very consistent. The fact that if I'm not disciplined, I get off very, very like quickly off my off my game. So for me, it's just maintaining that self discipline, which is such a good exercise for me to do. Um, but at the same time, it's important for me to also make time for um, just you know shooting the shit, not not doing anything. So I kind of build that into my day as well. And it's funny because that actually came from Arlen when Arlen first suggested that. Where he's like, no, I have. I have time. You guys remember that, eh? Where yeah, he, yeah, where totally he, he ran his, he ran his day, day so regiment, like regimented like that, and I thought that was very extreme. But then I, I again sat down and thought about that, and I actually told you guys about that, where I broke my day down to like fifteen minute blocks because every day we have ninety six fifteen minute blocks. What you do with those fifteen minute? Well, if you allocate seven hours, seven hours of uh, those fifteen minute blocks, then you have sixty eight. 15 minute blocks left in a day to do with whatever you want. So I started to regiment my day like that. And I realized like, wait a second, I'm doing exactly what he said he's doing. Maybe not to that extent, but that 
kind of stimulus was sparked in my subconscious. And I think I just started to do that. So that really leads me to be very, very happy, which allows me to continue to live my purpose. How, how many 15 minute blocks in seven hours? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I thought you said 63. Like, that's not right. 28. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, no, there's I 68. I thought you said 63. No, like, 68. No, that, there's, that, there's, that, there's, that math is bad. No, no, no. <laughs> if you allocate seven hours of 15 minute blocks, you only have 68 15 minute blocks in the day left. You understand? Oh. Uh, so four, did you hear? Four, did you four, understand that? No, four, I didn't four, either. Four times seven. Four <laughs> 15 minute blocks equals one hour times by seven is 28. That's 28. Yeah. yeah. Right. So where's sixty? Oh, maybe not sixty. Right? Well, how many? How, oh yeah, that's right. What is that? That's fifty. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. Whatever. Who cares? Let's <laughs> what, just keep going. What is it? Somebody tell me. I don't know what you were talking about. So you lost me in the formula. If you allocate seven hours, you have how many left in a day? So yeah. seven. Oh, is the seven hours? Is you have eighteen. What you're talking you have eighteen. Hours. We have sixty-two hours left. We have sixty-two 18, hours. 16, 16, 16 hours. Sixteen hours of fifteen-minute blocks. Is that what you're adding up? No, we have sixty-two. 15-minute blocks And you're, you're allocating the seven After hours seven for sleep. Hours? And what's seven hours of sleep. So that's uh, 18 hours of, or sorry, six, 17 hours of 15-minute blocks? Yes. 17 hours of 15-minute 15 15 blocks. blocks, right? Yeah. That's course. what you're saying? Oh, God. Correct. Yes, that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. I'm saying, yeah, 17 exactly. times 4. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I never said I was good at math boys. <laughs> What? So you dropped that formula on us real quick, yeah. though. Like, yeah. I feel like I've talked about this before, this, the 96 15-minute blocks. Yeah, I definitely talked about that before. I don't know. I never really paid attention until Sean, until Sean mentioned it. I was like, I didn't follow it either, but I don't know. <laughs> this man just doesn't pay attention. Was, no, no. I just, how important is it that I understand the math? It's like when I'm talking to oh, someone that's dropping details on me, and I'm like, is that a detail I need to understand yeah. to follow the rest of the conversation? No, no. I, yeah, I meant didn't to say think six, that was one six, for me. Yeah, I meant to <laughs> <say>, let it go. <laughs> like, I'll just pass on that. No, no. After seven hours, you have 62 15-minute blocks left. Hey, look over at Greg. Greg, did you get the one? <laughs> <laughs> did, I, no. did I need to? Hang no. on. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, listen, I'm just trying to bring you two guys together again, okay? Straight, man. I'm trying I to love find this a... dude. I love Yo, this dude I love this guy, too. Yo. Yo, oh, see? To the depths of my yeah. soul, man. Yeah. You're Straight welcome, up. boys. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this wine tastes good. This wine tastes good. Oh, and uh, I got to talk about my high. My high was so cool. So one of my clients, um, been working with him for a little while now, and uh it's it's been like anything else transformation when you're in the complete dumps you know so we talk about like cy8 levels and this man was at like twos consistently where it was just stresses upon stress upon stress and they layered for so long that um it was really getting to him so i've been working with him for about nine months now and uh long story short the man is no longer on his meds he's been lowering the protocol of of, of antidepressant medication he's on and the man is just like in better shape he's lost tons of weight his business is back on track his relationships are on point and i'm just like so damn happy about him and he came and like gave me a massive hug and i was like he's like you give me my life back i'm like i didn't do shit man i'm like this was all you i'm like all it is is just education and i kept you a little bit accountable and that's it I'm like, but everybody has the potential to change whatever it is they want, whether it's their health, their relationship, their finances, their career, anything. And with just the right stimulus, with the right support, man, like you can change someone's lives. So that, again, it comes back to James's point, which is surround yourself with good people who are going to raise you up and support you. And that's why, you know, I love hanging around with you bozos because you guys, you know, keep us accountable. You push us, like push me. And, uh, you know, like that's all that we need sometimes, man, is just a little bit of support in life. And, um, you know, to hear that a man's got his life back, fuck man, that just like, it put me on a high for a real long time this week. And uh, yeah man, just really, really good, uh, really good feelings from that. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I gotta say, Kyla pointed out something that I didn't think about too, benefit of having like a close friendship circle, whatever, sounding bored, is like, 
and I'm and I think she mentioned this after I asked about like what what if something happened to my own mental health and she's like your friends would recognize that I'm like I'm, I'm really focused on how I'm taking positivity from this and it's building me up but I never realized that even if I can't recognize the problems in my own mind you guys probably would like that's a that's, that's, a, big, too, that's a huge that's, benefit, that is right? mm-hmm. so people uh, people help keep you on the tracks on the rails mm. so. It's funny because even I remember, I remember when you came in one day, you were kind of down. I think maybe you pointed or something. You're like, are you down or something? And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, just a little something here or there. And I forgot what it was, but you were like, yeah, we'll talk about it after dark. This was maybe like months ago. I remember you came in a little bit down and it was something that was on your mind. Oh, and I remember what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I know why, because we went after dark and talked about it, but I remember that when you came in, it was like we can we feel each other's energy because we hang around with each other so often, right? So, you, again, like, hanging around with your friends a lot, like, it's a lot of benefit to that. Like, what's going on? Talk to me about it, you know? So I love that. But get into our discussion today, which is really, really good. Yeah, what's the topic? <clears throat> you know what the topic is. We started talking about this on Monday, Tuesday? Monday. Monday. So we shelved it? We shelved it, yeah. So, it? Self-awareness. Empathy, and common sense. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you teach that? Can you yeah. teach it? Is it possible to teach someone common sense? Is it possible to teach someone self-awareness? Empathy? Uh, again, I think it's the, the culmination of, uh, or the accumulation of their experiences that make them have smarter street senses and common sense, if you will. And But everyone has experience. Things. Everybody goes through life gaining experiences. So when you are born you continue to accumulate experiences. Experiences is too easy. Like, cause we live life every day as an experience, but people still, you know, can be 35 years old, 40 years old and have zero self-awareness, little common sense, no empathy. So we all have experiences, but what is the difference between somebody who's high self-awareness, high levels of empathy, high, you know, common sense and those who don't. Experiences that would drive empathy would be like, we were talking about like TV and books. If you're if you're having storylines told to you that like the main character is going through hardship or whatever else, maybe you're learning empathy through those experiences. So if you don't have those set of experiences, you might be 35. But if you're not like taking in the kind of experiences that are going to drive an empathetic reaction, then what if someone doesn't have those ever though? Like I think Ryan is asking, can you? How do you? How do you help someone? How do you influence someone else yeah. to learn those things? Like how do you teach that? Like, how do you teach that? How do you, like, for example, your kids, how do you, like, when you're raising your kids, you might value those three things, common sense, empathy, and self-awareness. How would you teach that? Those are very kids. different things. They are all very down. different things. I got to write them down. Yeah. So common sense. Let's focus on one for now, then. That's Instead the hardest of, one. Let's focus common on that sense. one, common yeah. sense. Common sense is the hardest one. Yeah, it might be. So what is common sense, though? There's lots of Common yeah, that's true. Like, just define common sense. It's so nebulous. Like, what do you, what do you mean, yeah, so common think, sense? So it's common sense for people to say thank you if someone helps you. You don't need to apologize if you run into that's someone. That's not <coughs> necessarily common sense. You don't think that's common no, sense? No, I think that's courtesy. 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 That's right, yeah. <clears throat> sense I would look more at, like, so for me, the kid, I'm going to go back to, let's say, my daughter. How would I encourage? I know a lot of parents, and I'm sure I've been guilty of this, really protect and shelter their kids, right? They, they do a lot for them. They answer a lot of questions for them. I try not to do that with my kid because I want her to develop the ability to think for herself, right? To find answers for herself rather than <coughs> for the answers. So common sense is like shit, like don't jump off the back of the chair. I've told you twice. Mm-hmm. 
Beyond that, I don't, I shouldn't need to describe all of the things that can go wrong. If I can see that she's going to do it, but she's not going to like gravely hurt herself. So and I'm going to watch. So You're going to hurt yourself. I'm going to be here when you do. Is but you need to learn that. your ability to learn your lessons fast? Is it your ability to, because that kind of tells me like common sense is an aspect of learning fast faster some of the maybe more simple things like if you if, 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 if you play around on this chair and you fall over like you're gonna get hurt but why is it that like when you talk to 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 like experts you know they say like common sense like people pay me for common sense you know what i mean like yeah i guess it, we have to define what common sense is like it's what actually, knowledge that someone should have let me ask is that Siri. What we would consider common sense what is common sense here's what i Common sense is sound, practical judgment concerning everyday matters or a basic ability to perceive, understand, and judge that is shared by nearly all people. The first type of common sense, good sense, can be described as the knack of seeing things as they are and doing things as they ought to be done. The second type is sometimes described as folk wisdom, signifying unreflective knowledge, not reliant on specialized training or deliberative thought. So there's different that makes sense. different variations of common sense. Yeah, there's a lot wrapped up in that. There is a lot wrapped in, up in that. It's not as simple. Um, I think common sense is probably like one of the hardest ones to tackle, true. especially as like a broad. Yeah, I think you might as be right. a broad thing because like even Siri's given us two different definitions and no examples of, of what that would be. Right, right. Yeah. and so it's kind of. Can I can I kind of can I suggest one, one for self awareness though? Is the just encouraging someone to ask why more often? Yeah. Why did why do you, like, what do you attribute someone else's behavior to? Why do you think they did that? Whatever it might be, if they offended you, whatever the case might be. What information do you think that they were acting on? Why? And why did you take offense to that? Like, ask yourself. Judge yourself by the same standards that you're judging everyone else. That, I think, helps, would help someone develop some Absolutely. sense of self-awareness. When you start asking specifically yourself why, man, does it ever open up, like, a whole Pandora's box of, like, man, I wonder... Like, why did I just get mad there? Why, why is it that I get mad in these situations? Why, why, sure. why? What are the situations where I'm typically finding I'm getting myself most upset with? Oh, okay, yeah. It's because I'm always in a rush where I'm trying to go somewhere and anything that is impeding me from getting from point A to point B, I'm getting upset. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to allocate more time when I'm doing this. Or maybe I gotta realize that, hey, I'm trying to do something and do it quickly, there's going to be things that are going to slow me down. Mm -hmm. I can't get upset. Mm -hmm. So, or shouldn't. I feel like that was therapeutic for you. <laughs> it was. It was. How do you develop so forward? This guy is like, I'm rushing, man. I'm trying to go too fast. <laughs> this guy just can't help from getting slapped today. And he's just trying to get himself slapped today. I got you, brother. Oh, but is it safe to say that, that, that the questions of like, what do I get upset about? Can that all start with why? Like, can you, can that be the first thread that you're pulling on that helps you develop that self-awareness? I think so. Yeah, for sure. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think to add to that, which is a spinoff, which is just as well as how am I feeling? Like, like how am I, am I getting upset? Am I getting upset? Am I mad? Am I frustrated? Am I mad at myself? Like you said earlier, right? So just how am I feeling right now? Engage it off that's such a key one because most people, including myself, just feel most of the time. I never actually take a moment to ask, like, wow, I'm, I'm actually angry right now, which could lead to all those other questions that Sean was yeah. saying. That's crazy. Yeah. But then I think it leads to your question, and then you ask yourself, well, yeah, why yeah. am I mad? Right? And then it'll, it'll slow you down mm -hmm. completely in your thought process. Yeah. And you'll, 
delete that little bit of that reptilian monkey brain that we have. Mm -hmm. Yo, straight up, when you get so upset, does it release some kind of chemical shit in your brain? Because I feel like sometimes I'll get so upset, I fucking, by the end, I have a headache. Like, like I'm trying to like, like if I don't fuck somebody up, I'm, I'm leaving there with a headache. Like it's like you need to like release. Uh, Yeah, I know. You got a woosa, brother. Yo, but I'm not angry that often, so maybe it's like my brain doesn't know how to process this shit or what. Like, With, so, with self-awareness, I think there's so many, like, categories that that could fall into. That, like, this is, I, I love that we're talking about this because it's, it's something that I think about a lot, but I don't really have a lot of answers to. So I'm, I'm happy to have a discussion about it. But I feel like, like, you know, we, we've talked about, <laughs> a lot of time talking about Costco. And, you know, I talked about how people are just, like, unaware of their surroundings, right? So I'm, like... Like, you know, just the last couple of minutes, I'm thinking, like, how do you, how do you teach someone to be, like, aware of their surroundings? But so I was kind of thinking, like, how, like, so people are just oblivious to who's behind them, who's beside them, you know, where they are, right? Like, I was talking about, like, people stop the text, yeah. right? There's a line behind them, a moving shopping cart that they just don't know. So maybe, like, a way to teach that kind of self-awareness is, like, I, I wonder if you can, like, train someone, like, hey, when you go to Starbucks today, count how many people are there. How many are male? How many are female? Like, and then kind of, because for me, that's, that's a I, good exercise. That's I, I like that. When I go into a room, I know exactly how many people in there. I know where they're sitting. It's it's crazy, but that's how my brain works. Like, mm. I, I, just, I just know who's in the room. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that the, the, the point you brought up about um, people texting and Costco kind of like piling up the line. I think that is where you would might say that's almost common sense yeah. as well, right? So common sense... When, I, when you first said that the first thing that peaked for me was how do you teach self-awareness is maybe there has to be an element of, um, of not compassion. Compassion is too strong. Um, understanding how your actions affect others. And that is courtesy, courtesy right? Like it, that, that is a part of self-awareness. Understanding how you are having an impact on the people around you. That's also part of self-awareness. So it's, yes, we're talking a lot about like internal and reflecting, self-reflecting, asking why. But also paying attention to how people are reacting to what you're doing. What if I came here every single week and just started getting hammered and belligerent? Like, I would say that my level of self-awareness would be quite low because if I look at all your faces, you guys might be looking at each other and being like, oh my God, here goes Caligari again. Or I might catch James rolling his eyes. If my level of self-awareness was low, I'd be so inside my head right now, wrapped up in whatever world I'm in, I would have no idea what, what you guys are even doing. So I think self-awareness is also paying attention to how people are reacting to what you're doing, what you're putting out there. Um, looking at like body language, looking at people nod their head, looking at eye contact, looking at everything. But how do you prevent that from becoming like pathological? Like thinking it's always an, a sign of negativity or whatever it might be because there are people who seem to take cues from everything around them that only confirms negative beliefs in their own head. Completely agree. Is so that then that's a highly self-aware person? So then that comes down to your own internal self-awareness now, right? So you're paying attention to the external stimuli of what's happening and it's up to you now to determine what that means. You know, some people can be really bad about this where you can be like, oh wow, like I'm putting a negative spin on that. Like Arlen isn't looking at me right now. He's looking at his nails like, is he not into what I'm saying right now? Is he bored? Is he... But how do you recognize that is my question. Like, how would you ever recognize in your own mind that that's not an accurate judgment that you just made of what you right. objectively I saw? Think that's life, though. I think that's life. I, I think that that is, that is the experience. I think that comes from people developing confidence. Um, people digging deeper into their minds to understand, like, wow, like, why do I constantly feel this way? Sometimes you might need friends around you to be like, no, like, Rico, like... 
when, when I talk to Arlen, do you feel that he, he he's paying attention to what I'm saying? Because I feel like he's not engaging with me at all. Right. So, so Rico would be like, Rico might, might be what some. What did he say? <laughs> Rico might have to be that support system to me to say, no, man, like, like, like you're reading way too much into this. How often does it happen where you're talking to a friend? You're like, am I just reading this wrong? Yes, you're reading this wrong. Okay, thank you so much. Sometimes it's just you digging deep. You're so off, but you get another, another perspective. For me, it was sales. My sales coach would always tell me this. Where I would go to somebody and I would say, um, I'd walk in. And I'd give them the price and I'd say, you know, uh, Mrs. Mr. Customer, here's the price. And they'd look at it and they'd go like this. Hmm. Or they go, hmm. Oh, sorry. No, it was always this. It's, it's the frown. It's the hmm. And when I was a rookie salesperson, I would always immediately think something's wrong because they frowned. And a frown means, means something's wrong. So in the meeting, he's sitting there coaching me and I, I, I see the frown. I'm like, is there something wrong with the price? Is it too high? That was my first instinct. And then she reacts. She goes... No, I'm just, just reading. Oh, okay, because I thought that there was something wrong. Honestly, it's, 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 it's a good price. It's right in line with what I thought it was going to be. Oh, shit. So I get out of the, the, the meeting and slaps me in the head. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, you must like talk yourself out of the sale. He goes, instead, he goes, just sit down and pay attention. Be an observer. Ask a different question. Don't put a negative spin on it and say, is it too high? Ask her, say, what do you think of the price? Right. So again, like I, the experience piece does add to self-awareness. If you have good people around you who maybe are a little bit more self-aware, people who are going to test your thoughts, test what you think, uh, test your interpretation of certain situations. And that's why it's, I think it's important to have maybe people around you who can help you. And the more we realize that, the more we might realize like, oof, my programming's fucked up because I'm realizing that I'm putting a negative spin on everything recently. And maybe I got to change that. Well, and that, that leads to almost that whole theory of like, never be the smartest guy in the room. You never want to be the smartest guy in the room so that <clears throat> you can always learn uh, from from the people around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know one of you motherfuckers are trying to get up right now and leave the room because he's the smartest. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not me because I didn't even follow the joke. <laughs> not the he's smartest like, guy in the room right now. I'll tell you that. Paying attention. <laughs> so, is there a math question? Like, what? <laughs> But I I do think that a big aspect of self-awareness is, yes, always asking why. Doing the root cause analysis, right? Why is that? Why is that? And why is that? The three whys. If you go three whys deep, you'll get closer to the root cause of why something is the way it is. So continue to ask yourself why over and over again is really important. Um, Again, I think the piece of surrounding yourself with, with good people who can test your 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 hypotheses or right. your interpretation of a specific event people that you trust i think that's also important yeah. this is where sometimes having a therapist is really important where or a counselor where you might go and talk to them about some of the insecurities you have and i think kids experience this a lot right where you know oh you know mrs mrs o was is really hard on me and all the kids were laughing at me really cuz your that your perspective was really wrong and in fact you know what actually happened was x y and z oh you're right. I didn't see that. How often does that happen? You know, I think that that's just surround yourself with good people to test your thoughts. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. yeah. I, I, I kind of have a, a slight pet peeve and I'm probably guilty of it myself, but do you, have you ever asked somebody to read back a text conversation that maybe has made someone upset mm. and they read it, they read it with their own tone and inflection Ooh. as if they're own interpreting, right? Mm. But they don't know the true tone and inflection behind yes. what's actually being said. Like, you know, for example, someone's 
So then she said to me, well, I'm not even coming. It's like, well, how do you know she said so, it like that? Why did yeah. she say it like that? Say, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not coming or I'm not coming. Yeah, yeah. but how do you know she didn't? That's you imposing your own inflection on that read as well. It, that's exactly my point. But it's just a challenge to say maybe, again, it's just a, to pr- provide a different perspective to say, oh, yeah, maybe I should think about that. And then that might change your way of communicating with them. Because if you right. believe they're coming off hostile, you're going to come off hostile as well. Right. right. So I think that James makes a good point to provide a challenge to say maybe it wasn't, uh, oh, I'm not coming. Instead it's, oh, no, I, I can't come. Yeah. Right. Like it's completely yeah. different. And I find that that happens all the time in text messaging. For example, if, if, I'm, if I'm, you know, screwing with you boys, you know, you might not get my tone. A perfect example is, is two weeks ago. Remember when you, when, when you were like, yo, Ryan, why are you getting so mad? And I had to do the voice text. So you knew that I wasn't getting mad because through text, you thought you're like, wow. Get out of here, Grant. That's why you backed up, you backed up real fast. You guy, saw that? guy's talking about his low now, right? Eh? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was not furious. I was not furious. I was not furious, man. I was not furious, man. You were straight upset. So upset, man. So angry. No, but but that is a perfect example. And that's funny. That's why sometimes if I'm like, if I'm joking with you boys, I will do voice text because tone is everything. And sometimes we like to put that negative spin on tone. And that's why I think sometimes like there's a lot of arguments that get caused because people are doing communication through text messages, especially in relationships. And holy shit, that could be dangerous. Have you ever met anyone who can't detect sarcasm? Tons of people. Lots yeah, of people. In person? How do you teach that? <laughs> to detect sarcasm? Yeah. Yo, this is this man's favorite type of joke. It is. Sarcasm. This is the man. This man loves sarcasm more than I've ever seen. This is go-to. Yes. I'm it's learning go-to. I, I literally have sarcasm. Sometimes I'm like, is he being serious? Yeah. Like, no, is James I, fucking with no, me? No, no. So like, <laughs> when you, when, like, when, like, you must run into like at least 50% of the population that must think you're oh, the biggest oh, asshole yeah. ever. Just like, <laughs> oh. He nice. loves it. He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I don't know if you can teach that because part of it is context. You have to know the person. You have to know that they're sarcastic. Because like, I meet someone new, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're not being sarcastic. But sometimes they say something that's like, it's so. It would be so hilarious if it were sarcastic <laughs> that I start laughing and it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> they were being serious. So I'm like, I'm sorry, that was a funny joke. <laughs> I thought you were shitting on me yeah. because you said this, and I respected that, but no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I don't know. I think when it comes down to you self, the person. Sorry. With self-awareness, I do think there's a few, few really important golden nuggets to take away from here. Ask, ask yourself why. Ask yourself three times. Surround yourself with good people um, who can test and validate some of those thoughts. If you have things that are really bugging you <clears throat> that – you think are, are affecting your mind, maybe you should go see a therapist or a counselor, talk them through. I think sometimes talking things through might also be helpful just to get it out. Otherwise, you're just sitting in there and spitting in your head and putting a negative connotation to everything, whether it's through a text message, through a conversation or something. But I think it's therapeutic just to, to sometimes speak and talk things through and figure them oh, out for, for yourself. Sure. I think too, like, uh, I don't know, what do you think about the thing I said about like, being more of just training your brain to be more observant of the That's interesting too, right? Like paying attention to the finer details, right? Maybe. Can that, he, my question I, is, I, I can that, that be hot though? I think so. I think you could, if if you're you're conscious enough and you just like tell yourself, okay, I'm going to walk in right, and see wherever. You talked about this before, kind of like that self-motivation that is that innate in us. Where I think we had the debate um, about parenting causes, like wanting to become a good parent. 
Uh, but anyways, to add to your point, because my kids and you guys with kids as well chime in here, just self-awareness about, you know, my son, who I feel like I've, you know, raised the same as my daughter. My son is super aware of this. He notices when something of his is downstairs and it should be upstairs. He notices when something on his dresser should be in a different place. He's just very aware. He's a smart guy, that guy, though. He's a smart guy. And then my daughter, on the other hand, she's just like, like, no care for whatsoever. Like, she could be, come through the door, middle of winter, and she'll be taking off her shoes. I'm like, Mom, are you going to shut the door? Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just so, just, <laughs> just what's in this bubble. Is you know she, I mean? is she self-aware about, or, or, or just aware, observance on other things that maybe Ethan isn't, though? Or is it across the board, it's like that? It's, it's just, she just is oblivious to kind of the surroundings. Again, like, common sense of, you know, you know, standing on the counter kind of thing and like, you know, playing with the, you know, trying to untie something or whatever the case may be, just doing foolish things that it's like, aren't you aware of what you're doing right now? And she's not four, she's eight. Do you to answer that? your question, I think there are different starting points, but I think I'd like innate, the nature versus nurture thing. I think that a certain amount is innate, but I do think it could still be taught, yeah. you know, like it just. Because the, completely not, not completely different, but and then there's sometimes people in work where, you know, something has to be done and it's just common sense, but you're just, how doesn't this make sense for you? Do you know what I mean? Like, so can you teach that other than ordering them to do it and, you know, getting mad at them or, you know, writing them up or whatever the case may be until they understand what protocol is. But beyond that, can you teach someone? Can well, yeah. Teach why someone why can't you have like a conversation with them and explain no, no, to them I understand you can teach them the skill. Oh, right. I understand that. Right. I'm saying, can you teach the ability when things are just common sense? Hmm. I missed the last part. So what I mean is that, so for example, if you're doing a job, let's say your job is to, let's, let's say you're um, working in a restaurant. Your job is to close up. It's kind of common sense for most people to, you know, make sure the door is locked, right? That's kind of like a common sense thing. Yes, you can hmm. teach someone that skill. Hey, you can't leave the door unlocked. That's like, you, that's an order kind of thing. They can follow, they can understand what's being delegated to them. But can that spread over into other parts of life or not be their next job? It might be to, to make sure that the money is locked in the safe. Is that something that can you spread that kind of common sense kind of attitude? What needs to be I done? What you mean. I think I see what you mean. Yeah. I understand orders. Do A, do B, do C, do D, do the same. If you order. figure out how to teach that, you let me know because there's a bunch it's of like, dummies. Yeah. yeah you're, you're talking about like the meta skill. Yeah. Of, like I'm just exactly yeah. like just yeah. people. And like, there's lots of people where you just know them. They just in almost, inherently or innately just know what's kind of common sense in their surroundings yeah, and you, right. sometimes you ask them hey have you ever done this before because it seems like almost natural to you i'm not even talking like an ability i'm talking just you know like i think that is i think that practice. that is maybe somebody who's more detail oriented and i think that that is something that is taught um, i believe that maybe that has a lot to do with your upbringing for example if your family or your parents your uncles your aunts your brothers sisters whatever mom dad doesn't matter who you grew up with if you grew up and you just ate a bowl of cereal and you walked away and left it there and somebody just cleaned it up for you. It's not attention to details. It's the, no, you put that in the sink. Okay, put it in the sink. No, you throw your cereal out first. You rinse your bowl. You put it in the dishwasher. Okay, right? But it's that attention to detail. If you never teach your kids that, they never learn that. So, for example, that common sense is, gonna, is not going to be spread around. You kind of tilted your head there for a second. What are your thoughts? That's just... 
it seemed like what James was talking about, like you're just teaching them the skill, but it's not. Teaching them the but for example, but you're teaching them to clean up after themselves, which is teaching them a valuable skill, which then becomes common sense. Why? Because well, you taught me a skill, and it's, of course, it comes. Why? Why would I not eat and, and put it in the dishwasher? So then it comes down to the accumulation of your experiences that's going to teach you common sense. Right. That's mm -hmm. a, and that's what I'm saying. So it's that you basically learned all the kind of common sense skills, so to speak, with no more common sense beyond that. Meaning that's that's why I think it's good. Like it, it does kind of come down to experience, but I think you can teach someone that by asking them why and and seeing like. What's that word? Um, considering the alternates, you know what I mean? I can't remember if there's a word for this, but just let's see what happens if you do something different, you know? Let's see what the consequences of pursuing that course of action are versus this course of an action. example. Experimenting. Um, Before you go into an example, do you think that that would apply to like a very common sense place thing where it should just come naturally that you would turn off the lights before leaving the room? You might not think, well, what happens if I don't do something that I'm forgetting to do already? You know what I mean? Could that really apply for common sense situations? No, but so to give you a specific example about that, Olena talks about this often about um, how her dad taught her and her sister not to run up their cell phone bills that they weren't paying for, right? Like that should okay. be common sense. But uh, he broke it down to them as in like, this is what happens when you don't. I have to work more. I can't come to practices. I can't like I, I, someone has to pay for this. For this there are consequences involved when you don't do these things. Counterfactuals, that's the word I was looking for. Having them, teaching them to consider counterfactuals. Um, and then sometimes seeing for themselves, like experiencing it, because I've told you what will happen if you don't do this, but you're still doing it anyway, so I'm gonna step back and let you jump off of that couch. So it's basically just encouraging her, teaching her how to experiment with her surroundings. Experiment. And pay attention to cause equals effect. Pay attention to that linear chain. That's how I think I would encourage it in my daughter and try to teach it. Yeah, that, that's great. I think people lack the ability to process cause and effect. If I do this, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But like the self-awareness thing, I, I'm, I'm so, um, I keep thinking about like at the very basic level, like just as an individual, like, you know, I texted you guys about the person at the gym the other day. It was like the most bizarre workout I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like baffled. And it's just that it's just like, you know, for someone who maybe if you're new to the gym or whatever, like, why wouldn't you go to the gym and look around and see what everyone else is doing? Like, why are you the only person in this gym doing curls this way? Like, it's your it's clear. How's he doing? I'm curious. Oh, it was. I got to see this. It was, it, was, it was out of control. Pick your mic up, by the way. Your mic's so low. It was I, like, how, tell was, me, like, I'm curious. How, how difficult is it to show me the curl? I want to see this. You know how, like, that Seinfeld episode where Elaine was dancing with the thumbs? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it looked like, but with dumbbells. <laughs> 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 like, it was just, but it was, but it's just like, you know, I, I look around. Mm. Is why is no one doing it this way? Like, so just basic. It only affects you. Weird. Like, that's why I think, because yeah. I, I run into this every day, and it only affects you. Like, why can't you? Why don't people have the skills to look around and see, okay, like, am I doing this right? Because, yeah, it is, you know, it could be intimidating to go to the gym, not know what you're doing. But, like, aren't you going to sit there and observe? Just be more observant. But see, mm -hmm. that's what I mean. So Can I you had, teach that? I don't know. But, um, well, the piece that Rico what, was talking about, wouldn't that teach you? But that's yeah. a specific skill. Again. I mean, like, someone has to want just to be, you know, yes. like, self-observant to to be self-observant, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there has to be that desire to do that. So as I'm saying, so people that have no mm. desire to be, have any common sense, well, I no do courtesy, tell, no anything. I do tell is, a lot of the teenagers that I train, 
that I say, okay, when you start going to the gym on your own, like just take time and watch people, you know, mm-hmm. and see, like, look for yeah. patterns, look for, you know, don't just be here and do stuff on your own. But even like, I think about like people that I manage at work and they're like, no one ever tells me if I'm doing a good job or not. How do I know if I'm doing a good job? And to me, it's just like, well, like, how do you not know? Like, yeah. my, my, my job yeah. is very... <laughs> I don't know anyone yeah. who gets as frustrated with like what you think is a lack of common sense <laughs> as you do. Because like yeah, you true. go places and you're like, how do you not know this? And I can think of 10 reasons why someone yeah, wouldn't know that. But you're just like, how? That's a how does someone question. not know this? So I don't get it. I want to be educated today. But that's, that's a common funny. question. <laughs> but that right there, for example, like like people in the workplace, that's such a common question. How do I know if I'm doing a good job? If you don't get feedback, how do you know if you're doing a good job? But no, he's but, saying there's but, feedback all around you if you pay attention. Yeah. Is that what you're that's, saying? Yeah, no, yeah. but is it direct feedback or is it just like implied feedback? Like right. is somebody coming to you and saying like, by the way, you did great here. Maybe next time do X, Y, and Z. But overall, you're doing great. That's that's like explicit. Because that's what everything's kind of looking for with that comment. Mm-hmm. No, but like people like literally, you, I'll give you a checklist of 10 things to do. And they're not like... They're just basic. You take them off. And it's like, okay, like I finished my 10 things. Did, did I do good? Well, it's just like, it's just a matter then of you, then, then I Then I would argue that maybe it's on you as their manager Absolutely. to, to teach them that and not to be an asshole and be like, how do you not know if it's a good job? Like, then you're just an asshole. Then maybe it's your, your like, like it's, I've, yeah, I've, I've you have like, to stop and you have to be a good coach and you have to say, no, like, like they, okay, let, let's, walk, let, let's walk through them, Jerry. Jerry, okay, let's look. Number one. Uh, you did a good job. You mopped the floors. You left a big piece of shit in the corner there. You did a bad job. You did a bad job, right? uh, Next time, a good job would be making sure I would eat my food off that. Pick that piece of poo off and put it in the garbage. But I'm like, talking about I'm talking about things that don't. Are you like serious? Everyone thinks he's a janitor. Like <laughs> best janitor you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, no, was that a good way to break it down to the play? Because that sounded harsh. Yeah, I know. Dude, no, I don't. I, let's take a look. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I eat my lunch, can, off the floor? absolutely. I don't no, think that's Ryan, harsh at all. I'm, I'm thinking if they're asking for that's feedback. right up Rico's alley. Is what I'm that thinking. Is. Work about, harder. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of of tasks that are like. Uh, you like you're not getting. It's just it's done. You just did it. Right. Like and it's like there's maybe, no degree. There's 20, no degree of of how it was right. done. Was it done excellent or was it? Oh, done, so it's like right. did you it, send an email just, or something yeah, super or simple? Made, Ten booklets that, for like, these people. Go here. mail oh, this yeah. letter. Yeah. Either you did, did it or you did, didn't. Did I do a good job on mailing that letter? Did you drop it in the mailbox? Great job. What, like what do you want me to tell you? But you know what though? Then that comes down to the, <laughs> But you know what though? Maybe the, 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 what I would say, hold on a second. Boom, one sec, one sec. What I would say is you didn't That's kind of dick, no, eh? He is. So, <laughs> this is so contextual. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on, Sean. What this is, is you lack empathy. Yeah. You lack oh, empathy. No. You 100% yeah. lack empathy because you need to look at how this person was brought up. Like, this person nice lacks confidence. You lack empathy. So you need to increase your empathy and be like, oh, wow, like this guy's really insecure. He doesn't know if he did a good job. Maybe let me raise my empathy a little bit and, 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 and encourage him and say, you know what, man? You did a great job. You put that letter in the mail. Next time, don't go to fast. Yeah, really? Yeah, really? Me. You had me too for a second. I'm like, yeah, he is. He is lacking empathy. <laughs> no, but, that fucking no, but, asshole. Yeah, I, I could. <laughs> bring him in your office to shit on the guy for dropping mail. I could get on board with what you're saying though. 
And I, yeah, I guess I could lack empathy in that regard. You gotta I, ask, honestly, ask you, like, like I, I Arlen said that. almost in the sense, is why? Why would this person be asking you if you did a good job or not? Obviously, insecure, they want, yeah. right, insecure, so, yeah, they want validation. So I need to be Maybe they that. just got fired from their job because, you know, they weren't doing I just a good job. Put myself in that Maybe they're so <laughs> intimidated by you and they just yeah. respect your, because you have a crazy work ethic. They probably look at you and they're just like, <sighs> they're probably super intimidated by you. As we know, right? Like you, we've talked about this before. Yeah. So it's just they're they're literally like, like drill sergeants. Like, did I do a good job? Yes, you did a very good job. You know, but I think that this is your challenge, and your challenge is to increase your empathy for these people and realize yeah. that hey, you know, maybe I do got to be like a if a kid asks you that same question, you wouldn't shit on them. Yeah, he might. I don't think you'd shit on them the same way that if a staff. No, asked no, that no. Question. I don't like adults. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. So, but but that's kind of it, right? Like if you treat. Treat them like like you would like the lowest common denominator, if you will, and say you know like well, I'm like if you wouldn't have done that to this person, why why shit on somebody else? Yeah, yeah. Just because you're assuming that they've had a different upbringing because they didn't end up in jail, right? Maybe this person had a shitty upbringing. I think that was such a huge thing though. Like everyone wants approval, right? And a lot of people are going to turn to you for it because they respect you. So yeah, I guess so. I guess I can. Be nicer. Yeah. Did you drop it in the mailbox, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, you did. Did you remember to close it after? Unbelievable. Two stars. He's going to go crazy one of these days being so empathetic. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Oh, well, you guys will hear about it. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a new the news. <laughs> I think that's, honestly, that's, that's kind of cool. Where but You know what I think? Um, so... I mentioned how um, I mentioned in an episode before how uh, like for coaching I, I always sit after my practice and reflect on how it went and what I could have done better right and I, that that ability that self awareness has helped me become a better coach right but I think like a lot of times it's hard to do that uh, because it's a very um, if you can't take your ego out of it yeah. right it's like no I'm I, I did great. Right. And it's like, it becomes an ego thing Mm. and it's like taking criticism and stuff like that. And it's like with you guys, like Ryan, you like, you talked about the accountability officer thing. And that's what I love about you guys, how we have our own accountability officers and we, we push each other to do better. And I think when at, at the end of the day, when someone's, when one of us is telling the other person that like, you know, you, you screwed up here, you you could have done better or whatever. I think because we know it's coming from like someone that cares about us. We, we can kind of put that ego to the side. Totally. 100%. But I, I just kind of thinking about this coach I know who is a very, very good coach, but he, he could be an excellent coach, but he can't take his ego out of it. So he, he, um, he can't handle criticism mm. and it's nothing's ever his fault. Hmm. So he can't, he's stuck at good and he can't be great. But the, all the potential is there. That's so unfortunate. So I think, like, how do you teach that? How do you teach dropping your ego? What yeah. a damn good question, because that is so hard. Like, if you can't teach I, somebody to drop it, they'll never learn. Because I know I, this guy. This I guy think, could be an eleven out of ten. I think but any he's skill stuck. he's stuck because he can't take his ego. Out. I think any specific skill can be taught with just a, a frank conversation about what you expect. How I don't you think it's think one you conversation. I don't think it, I think it could be more because I've, I've had this conversation with this person, but his ego will not allow him to like, does he even listen to you his ego won't let him wow. and, and i just hear excuses and minimization so then maybe he can't be a great coach. Let me see if that's 
that's a good point too. Maybe yeah. he can't be a great coach because so he stuck can't at good. his ego. Yeah. He's just stuck at good. And Have you ever said those words to him? All I hear is excuses and minimization. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Have you ever, you know what's funny? Sometimes getting blunt and that, and honesty that, that is so offends, helpful. That offends people. It does oh, offend yeah. people, but sometimes maybe you need to. So for example, if, if you even told him, I said, listen, I could, you could be an 11 out of 10 coach, but you are absolutely terrible at taking taking guidance. You have such a big ego. And if you just laid, laid into not in a respectful way so that he receives the message and not so that he gets his defense mechanisms up, but if you were to actually tell him, like, sit down with him, say, listen, you have a, you, you, you bring your ego and everything. You don't pay attention to, to direction. You know, you could be an 11 out of 10 type of coach if you just listen. Like sometimes getting that really painful advice can be just enough for somebody to feel the pain and allow them to sit down and say, like, ouch, why did he say that? Am I like that? What did you do? You just taught them self-awareness by giving them blunt honesty. My coaches, like I love my coaches and my mentors because they give me some of the most blunt honesty. They're so hard on me where it literally makes me walk away from here and say, wow, why, why, why did I do that? And I should be better. How come I'm doing this? And I think that's the job of a mentor is to almost make you question yourself. You know, I, I count all of you guys as just like my circle of my accountability officers where you guys will say something and I'll literally go back afterwards and think about it. Become somebody who stimulates someone to ask questions. And I think that can be a great, remember we talked about confidence? How do you build confidence? We said you should be somebody who contributes to building someone's confidence. I think you can also contribute to building someone's self-awareness by giving them really poignant advice that making maybe questions what they're doing. Do you think though that the average person or I don't even say, I'm gonna say less than, if there's the one percenters that can't get over that in that sense, because like you being in your situation, you already have the open-mindedness in my opinion anyways, um, that when someone tells you blunt honesty or, or tough criticism, that you're taking it in knowing that that person has no way. I never used to be like that though. Right. But I'm saying, well, you, but you kind of had this, like, well, okay, I guess I'll ask you the question then. So what, at what point in your life did it change from you being basically uncoachable to being coachable? When I realized I was full of shit. And when, when somebody, what when, took, was it that? you know, I wish I could tell, pinpoint it. I, the one, the one I know for sure was the one I've told on here before when, um, I was so right about my marketing, uh, strategy oh, yeah. and then Chet said like, read this letter. He put it in the mail and he says, fine, do, do it your way. Do it your way, smart ass. And then when you finish it, read the letter and in the letter, it'll tell you everything you did wrong. I was so right. You could not tell me otherwise. Uh, martial arts was also another one, right? Where it made me real serious, where it was just, I know everything. I'm so good. And then I walk in there and Diego kicks the shit out of me. And I'm like, holy shit, I don't know anything. And it was constantly that those, those um, experiences of being shown that, wow, you know, you tested me, you challenged me, and I failed. I came up short. And now they were there to pick me back up, right? When Diego nailed me in the liver and I fell down, he's just like, yeah, pull me by the gear. I'm like, I can't find anymore. He's like, boom, drop me again. He's like, you wear your black belt in the dojo? He's like, you want to wear your Shotokan black belt? Picks me up again. Boom, drop me again. But he'd always pick me up. And at the very end, he like goes head to head with me. He goes, you'll get stronger. You'll get stronger. Like he broke me down, but he built me back up. And that was, I think, a big part to maybe me realizing, you know, some of who I am in terms of being coachable. You know, it was just getting that advice and realizing that I wasn't right all the time. But maybe, and, and you know what though, it's so funny because now it gets even more complicated. What's the difference between me taking those failures and doing something with them and becoming better or me taking those failures and then thinking I was a loser? You could have even, to me even, you seeking out a coach like Chet, to me you're already one step 
past the point of kind of being uncoachable because you're always oh, seeking to be coached, right? That's interesting. You hear about this all the time with athletes that right, yeah. like they're really good athletes and they can be great athletes, but they're uncoachable. I've had they them. Won't, yeah, yeah they won't let go. You know, so I will say before Chet, it was sports, right? Like, like that was Diego before then. And I think that from a young age, like Shotokan, like karate taught me everything because it was either you win or you lose, right? And you think that you're all that. You think you got it all figured out and all of a sudden you don't. And then you practice, you practice, you practice, and all of a sudden you learn. So again, I, we talked about this before where sports, I think, is a great way for you to, to test yourself, to face failure. I don't know, maybe, maybe a part of having the self-awareness asking why you know it's funny when you win in life you celebrate when you lose and you fail you ponder maybe we need failures in life to increase self-awareness maybe we need the adversity to to increase self-awareness i agree with it as well yeah well that's true right our favorite failure good point bring it right back you're right yeah i needed that reminder that's good so i think maybe we do need the failures maybe the adversity and maybe you know what if if we've never been told we were wrong or never been given harsh criticism Maybe that's why we never develop self-awareness, which really scares me because we're now living in a society where we get eighth place ribbons and no one keeps score and, you know, or that, that kind of you know, sensitivity is probably hurting us. The nice thing about this whole, you know, when you win, you celebrate and when you lose, you ponder. The nice thing about losing is the more you start to ponder, it's a snowball effect and then you could start thinking and being introspective about a whole bunch of different areas in your life. Before you know it, you don't need to lose to start pondering. Yes. Oh, 100%. And then that's when self-awareness and self-improvement really start to take action. And then you start being introspective without even losing. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, because you're doing that, all you're doing is winning. You stand a step ahead. And you ahead. get to celebrate and ponder at the same time. 100%. And I think that's, that's the difficulty. You know, it's funny. I, I do still feel that you do need to fail to to really ponder because sometimes you need that pain inside of you to really make it real until you truly feel it at that deep visceral level it's hard for you to really truly ponder as entrepreneurs like not to say that nobody else has failed but as entrepreneurs you know sometimes if you're not if you're not selling you're not eating you're not paying your bills. Yeah. You don't have money to, 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 do, to do shit. So you're failing real quick. And those failures are so painful because you're seeing the repercussions of it in your bank account. And you're like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta try harder. So it's like for yourself as an entrepreneur, you know, you're, you're failing all the time. Myself as an entrepreneur, I'm failing all the time. And I think those failures, we ask ourselves different questions. We ponder like, what can I do better? What can I do better? How can I do this, do this better? What can I do next time? You know, and I think that that's the constant failure. You ask those questions. But you know what I think, though, too, is that it can be very dangerous. In fact, you can ask yourself a question you don't know the answer to. You can sit there and ponder, 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 which can what? Lead to learned helplessness because I don't have an answer to this question. Again, which comes back to what we've been talking about this entire time, surround yourself with good people, experts, mentors, therapists, coaches, whatever. Surround yourself with people who've been there, done that, who can help you through. But you need to be expressive and you need to want to be helped as well. What if you don't know an expert or can't afford a therapist? I think either way. Friends, friends, family. I don't know. Like, I think with the no, but it's I think like he he makes a good point because like, and I'm pretty sure he's probably thinking about all the jail kids that are that might not know an expert, might not have a good community around them that is, is 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 experienced in any way, shape, or form. Good what do point. you do? How do you help that person? How do you help the lowest common denominator who's surrounded by a bunch of other lowest common I think, denominators? Like if you if you hit rock bottom, like your main is like how do i get out of this corner 
how do I figure it out? And I feel like if you're open to it, then you're like, I mean, I'm talking about myself. Right. I was like, I hit rock bottom and I'm like, I, I need to change. And, and maybe I had, you know, I had come in and kind you of, you had good me, people. But, and but yeah, you're right. And then, but then it was after that, it was all me just digging and just trying to find sources. <laughs> you you're comparing your rock bottom to like True. all the your peers around you right mm-hmm. whereas like maybe someone who's like already like really low out like say you've been chilling like their rock bottom what would that have to look like there would be almost dead overdose about to die yeah, with one leg completely like, different levels versus their peers have all four legs and can still four do legs. drugs. Or four, four, four two legs. legs. What? Two, two, legs. two legs, two arms, all their limbs. No, you thought I was bad at math. <laughs> okay, guy, take it easy. Four legs. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're all, they're, you know, they have, you know where I'm going with this. You lost the other legs. I do. I do. I totally know where you're going with this, but yeah. like, you can't, you can't compare rock bottoms almost, right? Because no, you what, what might have been rock bottom for Steve might have been just as bad or, or worse than oh, 100%. rock bottom for someone without their four legs, right? <laughs> so, That's a lot of legs to be missing. That's someone, all I'm saying. <laughs> and someone has always come from less or had worse and still, you know, rose up out of that. So how do right. you explain that? Right. I don't know, man. It's like, it's such, it's, that's a, oh, it's kind of a depressing thought that or question that you raise like maybe maybe there are like that there are people without that and that may never get that is a sad sad mm-hmm. thing so but what i would say is focus on where you are that for that person who otherwise wouldn't have had it right mm-hmm. like there's so many people who we can help individually in our own life who only we can help mm-hmm. there's like kids that you've helped that no one else could get through to them that way so that's what we need to like turn our attention to you know do good where we can and I'm not saying abandon anyone, but like we can't change the world. Do good for the the people that we can. You know what though? I do feel I felt like you were gonna say something similar to this, where in today's world where everything's so interconnected, you can learn from anybody. Like you can pick up lessons from anybody. You can be affected by anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so no, podcasts, like like what like what if yeah. what if people were to sit down and, and watch this show? Like not to not to brag, like, you know, but it's just if people watch this show, they're gonna learn something. They're going to learn something. They're going to learn about self learning They're going to learn about confidence. They can listen to Joe Rogan. They can listen to Tim Ferriss. They can listen to Jocko Willink. They can listen to Rachel Hollis. It doesn't matter, man, woman, child. There's always somebody out there that you can learn from and pick something from which will help you improve. But you, have to, worse, but you, have, to, you have to have that meta skill exactly. to take that in. Exactly. To James's point, there are exactly. people who never were exposed to you or, or exactly. whoever those names were that you just named. There are people who just don't yeah, have some of these experiences. If you're ready in that preparation, <laughs> contemplation state of mind, you're already leaps and bounds ahead of the person that's unconsciously unaware of what's even going on in their, like, to be aware of their surroundings and everything. Mm, interesting. You see what I'm saying? I do. Ah, man. So then what's the, so what is the impetus? What's the, oh, this man's going to start laughing <laughs> up a storm here. What is the impetus that, that drives, ah, man. That's a good question. So now I'm stumped because. Well, I'm saying, can you t- like like Arlen said that that meta kind of uh, kind of not feeling per se. What did you what, skill? What did you, meta skill, yeah, I guess that you would say that kind of it's in, it's already not innate in you, but right. I mean it's already kind of on the forefront where you're conscious about your your wanting to do better, so to speak, right? But if you don't, can you teach? But that? you know, but you know, but here it is. I think it happens. I think it happens. 
uh, this is, follow me here for a second. I almost wonder if that happens automatically sometimes. Because let's just say, like, I feel it happens automatically for me because if, like, especially since we're all connected on social media, most kids today are connected on social media. And if they're not, then, you know, maybe they're not exposed to it. But sometimes you might follow up on like, hey, who's this Gary V character? Like I might find this guy and this guy's very inspirational. Or who's this Tony Robbins? Like I don't know who this is, but that might spur something on accidentally. So I feel like being connected now through social media, it's making those opportunities to learn by accidents more probable. But again, that's, that's really lucky though too. Like really lucky because chances are if you're in a shitty place, you may be following shitty people. Maybe you're just following... Maybe you're just following like artists and they're making you feel even shittier about yourself. So I, it's a great question, James. Like, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think that's where it honestly comes down to all of us, everyone watching needs to, in some sort of way, be a good role model for people by doing your absolute best without putting yourself too far out there to steer people in the right direction. Where Whether it's, it's taking a conversation and putting it on a show. Maybe it's doing a social media post about something that's positive. Maybe it's being vulnerable and sharing your vulnerability. And maybe somebody sees it. I don't know. And I feel like sometimes, um, you know what, I think, I think this, is, this surrounds us all the time, actually. I think that we're surrounded by hidden messengers all the time. We're surrounded by potential inspiration all the time. But a lot of us never recognize it. Mm -hmm. A lot of us never see it. A lot of people are completely unaware. Mm -hmm. like when, I, I, yeah. when I started meditating and journaling, I realized, holy fuck, so many people literally like have no fucking idea like what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's what would make me stop and look and appreciate just the surroundings and just like being present. And then looking around and seeing how many people are actually not present. Mm -hmm. It's a great it's a great great point, a great discussion though. Mm -hmm. The whole idea about building self awareness, common sense, empathy, I think just again Questioning it is important. We haven't really touched the empathy part. I, I don't know if that's teachable. Empathy? Yeah, yeah. Watch more know. movies and fuck the books. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> we had this debate. We had this debate. I don't know if you read it, Steve, but we had this debate in the chat where Arlen posted this article where uh, it was making, um, uh, not a claim, they were making a point uh, saying that reading books and reading fiction in particular following the story following you know the protagonists decline and their rise and it'll make you feel like you're connected to them and you'll understand their their side of things and um I, and arlen's like this is why i really like books or some some well, to, to that ex would, extent it would, it, it would increase the amount of empathy one would correct feel or something like that and and so i challenged it and i said well i think that watching a good movie watching a good tv show uh and really getting pulled in can also teach you empathy the show this is us had the world crying in tears and you can't tell me that those people did not feel for those people if they did not have that reaction of actual tears men and women grown men and women crying because they were so attached to the storyline that can teach them empathy as well as a book but again i the whole point that you just mentioned there i think that that's just us oh, yeah, everyone's different course. some people like books some people don't watch yeah, tv yeah, yeah. like you know it's all that's different a whole talk for yeah. another episode it is yeah but i kind of i kind of want to steer it into somewhere maybe a little bit more fun um kind of maybe shelve the empathy thing for 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 another future episode but did you guys catch in the news so now let's let's talk now we're going to go to kids and i'm super interested with the guys who have kids what your opinions are on that in the news last week i don't know if you guys saw this but there was a kid a group of kids in a school elementary school and they they took a sweater 
and they flushed it down the toilet. Yeah, right? I saw it. And the toilet overflowed, made a big mess, and the principal, the teacher, looked at that and they said, "Oh, I'm going to teach you a lesson. You guys got to clean all the bathrooms now. All you boys got to clean the bathrooms now to teach you a lesson." Kid goes home. Mom says, "How was school? Oh, it was okay. She lost her I, had to, I had to. I had to clean the bathrooms." What'd you just say? Uh, the principal made me clean all the bathrooms. She blew up and said this was ridiculous. This was going to going too far. I demand an apology from the school. This, like, you should not be be getting my son to clean the bathrooms and teach him a lesson. In fact, you know, why don't you just give him a little bit of a detention? When I heard that, that is exactly what I was talking about today where it's like we are so sensitive with our kids. We need to be harder with our kids. We need to teach them a lesson. And that, I'm sorry, like, that wasn't very hard. You made a mess. You clean it up. And I you was, know what? Now you clean everything up. I was super annoyed. So annoying. I, I, I'd be happy that you made my Absolutely. kid clean. The, Me too. The I would 100%. say, listen, is it just today or all week? Because I'm just going to make sure they wear shitty clothes for the week. Clean it all week. 100%. Yeah, clean it all fucking week. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone who thinks that. But that... It, was, it was more than that. Did you guys see the news article? No. Oh, the woman. Well, I'll, I saw I'll pull it, it up. I'll pull it up. The woman was furious. Furious. Called the school. Caused a huge scene. But like. And did the kid admit to it though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah. totally admitted but to it. What I thought was cool was it's it's more than that. They made the kids do it with the janitor, right? Yes. Because they overflowed cool. a toilet. So no, like, it was so cool. Like cool. yeah, they made it do it with the janitor because the janitor had to clean this mess up. Like it it overflowed. Like the whole bathroom was flooded. Okay. Like the entire bathroom. So that was going to be my question though. To take it another step and say you have to clean all the bathrooms for the entire week, like. Uh, well, you have to. The, the punishment bad. has to fit the crime, right? So bad. maybe that parent disagreed that she should, her kids should have to clean mm-hmm. all the bathrooms. That the the sweater what's event. Two in the back. One, what's one? More? Regardless, my point though is that okay. <laughs> then how do you separate that from the teachers that would pull out rulers and like beat the kids? Because like, but that's some physical, parents are gonna, physical abuse. But that's where back. you draw the line. My point is, some parents are talking about like on the scale of the punishment. Maybe having them clean all the bathrooms would be a bit too much. Listen, kids are soft as fuck today. So maybe they could use and a so ruler then. Like, it's it's all a question of where you draw the line and whether and it's you agree with it. Taking away the common sense. That's yo. That I kind of feel like that's the thing. Like when you're that soft, you're taking away. I'm common playing sense. devil's advocate, but yeah. we have you're to realize that we your... are a lot more. We expect more of our kids than a lot of people out there do. And so, coming from that perspective, wow. isn't that a good perspective to take? Isn't it good to to? I I'd honestly, Time will tell. I, I, I would know. honestly hope that. In, of course, not prison, but if you're getting a punishment, I almost think it's better to have the punishment a little more severe than a little less severe. Because a little more severe is going to make you ponder about it. A little less severe might make you think... No, make you angry and resentful and think, so. think that you're worth no, less I don't think than... That's you know what I mean? like, really? Yeah. Why is that? I can see both. I can see both, actually. Yeah, you're, people in the criminal justice system don't even have the cognitive... Function yeah, but time. you're talking that's different though. That's different though. Common denominator. And again, I'm not talking about prison. Of course, longer sentence is going to be the worst, right? You, you, like that's not going to make you ponder longer. But I'm talking about anything other than jail time because that's you're not going to want your okay, kid I have, to be I have, ten years as opposed. Right. To I have a father you? who was much harder on me than I will be on my daughter. But I know that you? going in. To him, he thought this was absolutely necessary, like to go this severe. To teach my son that lesson i don't think that's the case so clearly my dad and i would disagree right so mm. i don't think my daughter needs to go through you, what i went through to learn her lesson or you become content, content. i do if not only for that reason for the mm. fact that i realized that some of it was unnecessary some of it was being too harsh about shit that was really not that important i'm too harsh with my daughter about shit that's really not that important 
You know what I mean? feel like it gives us something to brag about at the end of the day. Like, it yo, Goddad beat me with the buckle of the belt. <laughs> you were at the end? You were lucky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No doubt. Right? It's true. Like, like, yo, like, it's like, it's like a battle wound. Like, yo, I was in World War Three, son. You didn't experience none of this shit. Yo, I got beat with a wooden spoon. I got a crack yeah, in my ass it. one day. Right? Like, yo. And it's like, it's something to say, brag about. I want to say the end. flip side of that, too, is like, when I see my daughter and, and all of your kids around a lot of other kids, I'm like, they're just acting proper. And I'm so happy to see it. Maybe it is necessary. I could be all wrong, but I, I feel like even in times when I've done it, it's been too far. So, and I'm not sure it's always good to err on the side of more severe is better. So the question is, 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 is teaching your kids discipline, disciplining your kids, does that teach them self-awareness at a young age to ask them, why, like, why, why do you think mommy or daddy are doing this for you? So for example, if Sierra acts up, you're forcing them to ask the question why, but because you're disciplining them. Go to your room, and then you go to them afterwards after you relax. Do you know why I did that? Do you know why Daddy got angry? But is the go to your room necessary? Yes. Well, yes. What, what what would not be necessary? So instead, you're just gonna have a conversation. You could have a conversation, right? right? Can some kids not totally. internalize that? Can you not Completely. give your kid the benefit yeah. of the doubt of Absolutely. hoping they would? 100%. Right. I'm just saying, like, 100%. so for example, but you're still gonna. What, what, the is, exercise is still what punishment would we? What punishment specifically, and what level of punishment do we all think is necessary for someone to learn a lesson? Because we're saying it's like natural consequences. That's that's where this woman who wrote into the newspaper was might have been where she was coming from. I don't think you need to have have a yeah. punishment. I don't think you need to punish anyone. I think that if you are. You said you did. I, no, I no, I didn't. I didn't say that. You, uh, yeah, so then no. these kids, I, I think, well, think, based on your we'll theory, go, we'll these kids shouldn't today. have to clean anything. I disagree. No, I think no, no, no. It's, it's all contextual. Exactly where this all started. It's, it, it's all contextual, though. So, for example, in that case, I don't know if the, the parent is a skilled communicator enough to instill a good lesson to teach them something. I know that Arlen is a very um, good communicator, so I would believe that his ability to discipline Sierra if she were to act out, out of out of turn he could do that but I don't think people necessarily have the ability to communicate as clearly as maybe Arlen would and so instead what do they do they have to use like the stick go to your room no video games because they don't know any better so, so I by, think that's why we do that so by that logic you're saying punishment is not necessary I think punishment is necessary if you don't have the capability to communicate effectively to teach that lesson I think the the Punishment has that's to, fair. The punishment has to that's fit. Totally the, fair. No, the that's punishment not. Has that's to, that's, that's, that's my fault if I'm not capable of communicating of to her without true. punishment. Of course, it's true. your fault. Yes, if the punishment is. is unnecessary. Yeah, we're not saying it's the kid's fault. No, I'm not saying it's kid's what fault. he gets. It's just the same way that so like then your kid is, is getting necessary. Your kid, ever. your kid is getting version two of the punishment scale. It's a refined punishment thing. There, we got the a physical abuse. They're getting the verbal abuse. Okay, and the verbal, verbal abuse. Look at that verbal abuse. I'm not worried, guy. Like we're doing all right, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so it's you're, a, you're, maybe you're the verbal saying, abuse. You're, you're saying punishment is never so, necessary. No, I'm not. I'm just saying by your logic, that's the conclusion that what someone could come to. It's not necessary. It's not necessary that you make my kid clean this out and whatever because I'm a skilled communicator and I can explain to them. Like you know, it's just that that logic doesn't follow to me. So, so I'm just saying. Would you be what upset? What do you mean, household? Would you be upset? Well, that? hold on. Like, like I'm, I'm curious. So, yeah, would you be upset if, if Sierra had to clean all the washrooms? Because she got punished? All of the washrooms? It was two washrooms, and they had to clean Probably. Call it five washrooms. One toilet But again, each. five washrooms. But the simple fact each. that I even have to think about this means there are different scales that people think is adequate punishment or necessary punishment or sufficient punishment for each crime. So, of soft. course, you're going to have this. Soft, yeah. But by my dad's logic, I'm soft. 
by my logic, you might be soft, right? Like, no, no, we that's, all, no, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> is it necessary to communicate what I'm trying to communicate? That's all I'm saying. Like, if I'm, and this is this is kind of a conclusion that I've come to. Punishment should improve. That mother might have felt like having her child do that would not improve them. When he said the janitor thing, I think anyone would have a hard case making that argument. But I'm thinking I just, about like I was annoyed that the news actually took the story when it's not even though it's real. What? It's just fake news. Regardless, yeah. my point is, my point is, it might be unnecessary. And if it was unnecessary, I'm in the wrong. That's all. Yeah. Right? Like I look at a lot of things that I have done or said or whatever to Sierra because I was like, I had to, it had to go to that extent for her to let to learn the lesson. And I've had other people, oh, Leonard will check me and be like, maybe it didn't. And then I start asking myself, like, shit, maybe it didn't. So what do you think about um, what do you think about spanking then? Spanking right now is very taboo. You do that, you are going to get destroyed by community members, by family members, by the media, what have you, by teachers, by whatever. Only, I don't, know, I don't think only, only 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 the white uh, community. Not in my, not in my circle. <laughs> only the white community. <laughs> I'm the black sheep because I don't spank. I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling Gray all the time. You suck, motherfucker. Yeah. No, give it, give it a little tap. You spank her today? Yeah. How many times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that, so the reason why I bring that up again is because what is punishment? What is what is communication? Like, what, what are we trying to do? I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to teach your child that what they did, you want them to feel pain. Right? You want them to feel pain. Is it necessary? Exactly. Absolutely, it's necessary. Uh, how is it necessary? <laughs> not physical pain, not physical pain, but pain, like I, guilt, sadness, pain. I, Absolutely. I, see, I don't, I don't, I, I, I love it. I for myself. My son, Ethan, if he flushed a sweater in the bathroom, because I know unequivocally that I could have a conversation with him and he would never do it again. I also know that if he was punished by means of cleaning out the bathrooms, that probably would teach him the lesson as well. So I, I firmly believe that the punishment would be necessary. He wouldn't need to feel the pain of whatever it kind of felt that if he was explained to and why this isn't done. Ah, uh, but what you're doing is you're making him realize that that that's pain. the goal. But that is pain. But that's still pain. It's 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 a, it's a no, small I, amount of pain, but yeah. it's still pain regardless. I, I think James touched on a really important point. There's many ways to skin the cat. Of course, yeah. Right. So whether it's given in one way or it's given in another way, and you got to remember that the people p- uh, giving those punishments know that that one way is probably going to work. Right. Mm. They might not know how to communicate because every kid communicates differently. Oh, that's the biggest point right, right? there. Right so there's the biggest they point. They might not know how to communicate to your kid 100%. to effectively say that this is not what you're supposed to do and you can't do it again. So they're going to go with the default of you're going to clean all the washrooms and 90% of the kids aren't going to flush that thing down the toilet the next time because that is going to get them to stop doing it. Yeah. So that that is that is the biggest point. Every kid is different. So that's why back in the day, like Mrs. Mahoney, you know, back in the day, in those old nun days, she would take a ruler to someone. Why? Because it was easy. Teaching someone to, to, to hurt and putting like a wrap on someone's hand. That's 95. That's universal. Yeah. Everyone's going to feel here's, pain by here's that. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. I could not agree with you both more, but we need to be conscious of why we're doing the, why we're inflicting whatever punishment that is. That's what makes it appropriate in my mind is like, why distinguish between, let's say how I was raised in discipline compared to how my daughter is. Cause I'm always trying to remind myself that punishments are for her. It's not for me. It's to prevent her from doing something that's going to hurt herself. It's going to improve her in some way, but the punishments that are unnecessary are the ones that like 
were honestly partly because I was angry. Like I reacted that way because I was fucking angry or I had a bad day at work or whatever. That's totally unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? So it's not only in the way that they're going to understand it, but it has to be 100% for the person being punished. Punishments have to improve. So how do you teach? Definitely. How do you teach that self-awareness for the parent or whoever to come back after the fact and be like, Postmortems. I, I literally wrote this down. Like that's what you talk about. What you do after your soccer practices is like, we need to do that everywhere. You know what I mean? And if I could, that's literally something that I'm going to sit down and talk about with Sierra. Is like, you can't always predict how something is going to turn out, right? When I'm telling her this is what's going to happen when you do that, she can't future cast. But I can easily ask her after the fact, what what did you do? And then what happened? Like that's the line, right? So maybe you can use that to predict. This is going to happen if I do that again in the future. So what you talked about post game analysis is like something I'm going to instill Love like it. tonight moving forward in my daughter. Love it. Let's, let's look back. What happened? On that note, boys, golden nuggets. I just I gave mine. I know. That's what I was going to say. This man just, just golden nugget for the day. So and what Sean said about like punishing in, in the way, in the language they understand, whatever that might be. Fantastic. So those two things are like, yeah. Love that, man. Uh, for me, I think it comes down to, um, again, it was kind of the whole conversation, but um, the simplicity of continuing to ask why. It's really funny. I started off my morning uh, listening to uh, Barry Rempel, the CEO of Winnipeg Airports Authority, talk about how he's instilling um, the question why in all of his employees to teach his employees, ask yourself why. Why do you do what you do as a way to improve innovation, improve uh, culture, improve relationships? And I'm ending my day with the exact same thing to ask why. So there's a big reason why I started my day and ended my day with that. So I'm going to ponder that a lot. But it was the golden nugget of um, asking why as a way to raise self awareness and um, to improve. Bastard. And that was mine. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Period. You just yeah. ended it there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why? But you know what? I, I will throw in there. I, re, I do really like the fact, um, we, and we've talked about this before, surrounding yourself with people that's going to bring you up, that's going to make you more introspective, that's going to make it so that uh, you're held accountable. And it's also like a sounding board that you can bounce ideas off of and whatever else. We've talked about that a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that that isn't something that should be uh, counted lightly, and and it's really good for everyone. So the why was mine, but thinking about it more, I mean, that's always a big point, and I, I think that uh, that speaks volumes sometimes. Love it, man. How about you three? Mine was uh, ponder before you lose. Uh, it just made me think just kind of down that same kind of hole, so to speak, uh, just consequences you know even even if it's being that self-awareness to imagine yourself and kind of feel even though it's not the same as experience you still get a little taste of what you know what are the consequences the cause and the effect of what uh, we talked about earlier as well just if i do a what's going to be my result and if it is negative if i am preparing for the worst so to speak well, how am i going to feel in that situation and how can i kind of reverse engineer myself to potentially not get in that situation Love so it. just to really kind of think longer about not even big decisions and stuff, just decisions that I know are going to impact my my daily life and my behavior, much like what you were saying earlier, just about you get hard on yourself. That you know, what are my actions right now? How are they going to be? I, I should really ponder on them because the consequences could be negative. How can I kind of get over that first? Love it, man. Beautiful. I'd say for me, it was like uh, yeah, discipline equals freedom. As an entrepreneur, I understand that wholeheartedly where it's like 
the habits that you do are going to shape who you become. And mm-hmm. like, if no one's telling you what to do, you got to tell yourself what to do. That's right. So, yeah, that resonates with me a lot. I'd also say, um, reflecting on each performance, like coaching or day, and being like, how can I have done better, or how can I have helped like or served better? Mm-hmm. That is huge. And for me, like, I just listened to a podcast with Jay Shetty. And Brandon Burchard, he had done a study. He actually was like a, um, Oprah's like high performance coach, and he said that he got it. Tested. Oprah's high performance yeah, coach, crazy. And, he, and so he had researched uh, and got scientific based research on his program to see like does it actually work, and psychologically it, it, it proved yes. And there was a study over like two hundred countries, and it was like what was the common denominator of like these high performers. And the number one thing was seek clarity. And by doing that, you ask better questions. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was literally the common denominator along with every fucking thing. And so, yeah, like talking about asking why and self-reflection, like doing that every day for yourself, like you're already winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally so it's cool. kind of touched on all points there, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Love that's sick. Beautiful. And the asking, que- the asking better questions point comes up a lot. It does, yeah. man. And it's like you ask a, you ask a better question, you ask a better answer. It just reinforces how important that is in all these different aspects because it's come yeah. up in a number. It's of It's true, topics, but you don't know, man. Come up as a golden nugget in a tons, number of different topics. Man, tons, but you know that's that by itself is is a great way to build mm-hmm. self awareness. Is ask yourself better. Hundred percent. I wrote down, man. I wrote down a lot of scribbles today. Uh, Hopefully, you can read some. Uh, a lot of, a lot of math, long division. <laughs> <laughs> two legs and two legs. Oh, <laughs> I literally saw him writing when there was four legs out there. It's like four legs. I see this motherfucker. <laughs> what check, are you writing? Check my legs when I go home. Like what? Um. No, I was just writing a note. I, mean, I apologize to that guy that I bullied for having four legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, this is cool. Um, but yeah, asking questions, asking why, and asking how do I feel? How does this event make me feel? Yes. But um, yeah, I wrote down a lot. Um, I think Arlen said, "Do you stimulate people to ask questions?" Um, like how do how do you make other people feel as well i think that is like a good start to having that self-awareness because there's so many debbie downers out there i was that guy right and it's like you were that guy yeah and it's like i don't think i ever thought about how it impacted others in the room right so i think like just it's i'm I'm trying to think at the very very basic level so like how do you make other people feel how the, the the things that you're doing are you doing them properly um i guess yeah going back to asking questions about just asking those better questions i really like what arlen said about um um the counterfactuals thing so olena's dad uh explaining about the cell phone yeah that was a big thing. point i thought that, that was, was really so, good i thought that was Probably so cool. and i think yeah. that um yeah no doubt i think that that's like a good way to teach common sense i think because I think when you explain it to a young person like that, it makes them ask questions and, yeah. and think about different situations yeah. and the whole cause and and working effect, and yeah. money and yeah, cause and effect. And uh, cool. so I think that's really, really cool. Um, ego is a big one that resonated with me today. Um, like bench your ego once in a while. 
put it in check and really like reflect, take criticism. If someone's going to give you criticism, take it and, mm-hmm. and think about it. Yeah. Ruminate on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then decide yeah. what you want to do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely. And it's even like, uh, you know, I put in the chat, uh, the other day about that guy at Starbucks who quit his job, that little video. Mm-hmm. And I always, I can't help but wonder when people complain about their bosses, are they just a poor employee? Mm. Or are is their boss yeah. an actual yeah. bad boss? Or they Both. So, their life. Yeah. So yeah. Both. So it's like I don't know. I just I, I kind of think like if if someone's giving you negative feedback, just sit back and and like check that ego and think and about decipher it. what's what's actually going on. Love it, man. Good episode, boys. And uh, man, we like great wines. That was a throwback to Kelowna. These two Josh wines were was fucking solid. Boss. Can't wait to dig into Trius because I missed that one last week. So with my stomach issues. So it was, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. So Josh, great wine, fantastic wines. Um, again, we're going to start off on our uh, new sleep challenge. Don't be surprised if Rico wins next week. Come on, Sean, cheat a little harder this time and don't tell us next time, all right? Uh, AuraRing.com. I cheated just fine. Y'all would have never known. It's true. AuraRing.com <laughs> slash RRX, all lowercase, if you want to get a $50 discount on it. Support the show, support your sleep habits, and uh, support support all of us. And um, again, just thank you so much for uh, joining us on this week's episode of BJJ. We got the BJJ crew, Rico, James, Sean, Ryan, Arlen, Steve. Catch you guys next week. Take it easy.